0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to Faith Community, United Methodist Church. It is good to be with you in God's house this morning. This is the second Sunday of Easter, so let me just say, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Amen. This is a time for us to continue that energy that we experienced last Sunday, to be able to just praise from within the depths of our hearts, letting God know. That we know Jesus, and we know that he is risen. I want you to take note of your uh, announcements that are in your bulletin. It's important for today, the educational assistant applications are due. Uh, So if you have a family member who is in need of uh, assistance for uh, college uh, that is coming up, uh, make sure you get those in this week. Uh, By today, uh, the office will be looking at them tomorrow. Also, uh, men and women uh, groups are meeting this week, uh, Monday, uh, there are a couple of things, the men and the women from one circle, and then uh, the Dorcas circle will be meeting on Tuesday, uh, so keep in mind those things this week. If you are uh, part of one of the ministry committees, uh, make sure you look at the calendar, make sure if you're supposed to be at something this week. This is uh, our time of worship, so please
1: rise for our call to worship. Protect us, O God, for in you we take refuge. Today we come to worship God in truth and turn away from worshiping the idols all around us. We bless the Lord who gives counsel, who instructs our hearts in the secret of the night. We need the Lord always before us, so that we shall not be moved from God's face. Our hearts are glad, our souls rejoice, and our bodies rest secure. God shows us the path of life. And in God's presence is the fullness of joy forever. And so we say to God, You are our Lord. We have, we have no good apart from you. Amen. Please remain standing. You may turn in your hymn books to number 304. Easter people, raise your voices, or you may turn your attention to the screens. Please be seated And join me in our opening prayer. Let us pray, life-giving God, we gather today to celebrate the resurrection of your Son. We are grateful for the new life He brings. We are grateful for the hope and joy He shares. We are grateful for for leading the way as he goes before us. Strengthen our faith that it may sustain us during difficult days and enable us to share your love with others. Open our hearts to a new life and new possibilities. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. And now if the children will come forward, Can you hear me? Ah. Okay. Any others before we start? All right. I hope you are having a good day. I hope it doesn't rain. I hope I don't go bald. <clears throat> <laughs> what do you hope? If you were to finish a sentence, I hope. What would you say? Do anyone want to say? I hope I have a good life. I hope you have a good life. Anyone else? It's sunny outside. Hope it's sunny outside. Looking good. Anyone else? Well, how we use the word hope and how the Bible uses the word hope isn't always the same. When we use the word hope, it often means I wish. I wish this or I wish that. But when the Bible uses the word hope, it means something much, much stronger. Tell me if you can catch what it means. Faith means being sure of the things we hope for. Being sure, that means you know it's going to happen, right? Or you know it's real. Faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. You and I can hope for a lot of things like dessert after every meal, even breakfast. Ooh. Well, donuts are breakfast. Donuts, yes. Or going to Disney World every month. Or doing something fun every minute of the day. We can hope for that. Those things may happen or they may not happen. That's wishful thinking. But the scripture, the Bible says that we can have hope in God and in his son Jesus because that will never not happen. That God will always be with us. God will always love us. He will always forgive us if we ask him when we make mistakes and do what we shouldn't do. He always hears us when we talk to him. You see, the scripture says believing in something real even when we don't see it. Jesus is a real person. He really lived on earth. He really died unfairly on a cross as a criminal when he never did one thing wrong in his whole life. Not one. He really rose from the dead on the third day. And because he rose from the dead on the third day, we know we can have hope, which means we're sure of this because he rose from the dead, that he is always with us, even when we're angry, when we're sad, when we worry, when we're afraid of the dark. When we're happy, when we're tired, he is always with us. Now, I want to give you a verse. This is going to be so easy. You'll remember it right now. You'll never forget it because it's so short. King David said this, praying to God. He said, and I'm going to have you repeat it. He said, my hope is in you. Because King David knew that hope would always come true. Can you say that? My hope is in you, referring to God. Can you say, my hope is in you. My hope is in you. My hope is in you. You can say it again. The Congregation, my hope is in you. My hope is in you. Psalm 39, 7, let's pray. Almighty God, thank you that we can hope in you and in your son Jesus. And it's more than wishful thinking that it is true that Jesus is alive, that he is always with us that we never have to worry if he hears, if he knows what is going on, because he always does. Help us to trust you, Jesus, every day. In Christ's name, amen. Now, for the treat, I had these when I was a kid, but they were homemade. I loved them so much that I used the children's sermon as an excuse to buy (laughs) some. All right? I believe this. I hoped I would have this again, and I do. Please get a Rice crispy Treat if you want to take back. <laughs> you Would didn't you have to make it? it. Didn't have to make it. Now someone help me up. Ah, ah. Got I hope I get up. Don't forget your notes. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, children, for coming up. Thank you, young people. And now, uh, if you remain seated, please turn to hymn number... 99, my tribute.
0: the things he has done the hope that we have these are things that we have within us with around us in the deep parts of our hearts and it is why that we can come together in prayer our prayers are are, are ways for us to express what we have within us the hope that we have and to be thankful to be grateful And also to share our concerns, what it is about our lives that we don't understand. What it is about our world around us that just makes us shake our heads and wonder, what is going on? There's so many things that, that we experience that it is hard for us to really process at any given time. But because we have hope, because we are able to pray, we are able to be encouraged and strengthened in our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us go before our Lord in prayer. Amazing and beautiful God. A God who is worthy of our praise. A God who opens our minds and our hearts to all that He has done. We we are not those that are Wondering and questioning what it is that you have done and what you are willing to do and you are doing in our lives, oh God. For this we know. And we are grateful. But Lord, there are so many things that we are troubled by. We are troubled by the disease that exists in the world that infects so many that we love. It is hard for us to but walk alongside them and watch them watch them struggle with the things that are ailing them. Lord, we know that you are able to take these things that we struggle with and you're to meet us there. You're open us eyes to more of you and what it means to continue in our lives with you. Help us to see. Help us to see what it is that you would have of us and for us. Help us to know that we are the church. And what that means. Lord, there's so much that we question every day when we arise. Lord, if we step into prayer with you, we know that we are sharing these things with you. The one who knows all who has all power and authority. So Lord, give us courage to pray. Pray openly and fully, exposing our concerns and our praise and our gratitude. Life is a great experience. It's one that is beyond anything we can imagine when we trust in you and you say, I will give you abundant life. So encourage us this day, O oh God, as we are in the second Sunday of Easter when we celebrate the risen Lord, that we know death has not won, you give life. Bring life in us so that we can bring life into our community, sharing the love that you have poured out upon us. Be with those within our congregation who are in the midst of struggling and In the hospital or at home. Those who are wondering what the next day may bring. Be with those that are celebrating. Whatever it may be. Announcements of of new children coming into the world. if It may be weddings that are coming up soon. Maybe it's graduations just around the corner. There are so many things to look forward to and be excited about. Let us live into those things and give you the glory. Let us now share together with one voice the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins." as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we are the church. We, We know who we are because we have had an experience with the living, risen Lord. We know what it means to have been given so much. And it is in that that we return a portion of what we have been given. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? dedication. Holy One, we give you thanks and praise for your promise of new life. We thank you for these gifts as we offer them into your hands. May they bring hope and new life to those in need. In the name of the resurrected Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
1: The scripture reading is from the epistle, 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled, unfading, and kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable glorious joy for you are receiving the outcome of your your faith, the salvation of, of your souls. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.
0: just in case you forgot last sunday we celebrated easter and it was a joyous day worshiping together and proclaiming the amazing news that jesus christ is risen it was great to see so many people in the congregation as i as i looked out across the sanctuary i have to confess it was the most that i had the privilege of preaching the easter story to in my 9 years as a pastor. It was also very special for my wife and I to have our children and our parents worshiping with us. The voices singing and the accompaniment that was playing the hymns and the choral pieces, it filled our ears with beauty and our spirits with joy. Our time around the Lord's table was truly a holy communion with Jesus. And with one another that filled the core of our beings with grace, peace, and joy. Easter Sunday. It is something that we look forward to every year. It is the anniversary of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. However, the good news that we proclaim isn't just about something that happened over 2,000 years ago that we remember. The good news that we celebrate is that Jesus is alive today, alive in us, alive and active in the world, inviting anyone who is open to receiving his love and offer of salvation. Friends, we don't have to limit and wait until Easter next year to celebrate the risen Jesus and the joy and hope that we have. Peter, encouraging the early churches as they were being persecuted for their faith, wrote, Although you have not seen Him, you love Him. And even though you do not see Him now, you believe in Him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. If we love Jesus, believe He is who He says He is, celebrate that He is risen, and trust that He offers eternal life, then we have every reason to rejoice. Not just for the Easter season, but every day. However, many Christians have, well, reduced their faith to belief in their minds and miss the real experience of love and joy. God is merciful and desires for us to be able to move beyond understanding to really experience grace, which is God's unbounded, unmerited love that generates an indescribable joy. What about our faith in the risen Jesus gives us joy? Let's open up our hearts today to hear Peter's encouragement for us to connect what we know in our minds to what we can experience in our hearts to find joy and hope. Now Peter was writing to a general audience of Christians whose faith was not widely accepted in their region. Their culture was hostile toward them and shunned them to the point of persecution and oppression. People didn't want to hear what they had to say or even associate with them. In many ways, the church was in hiding. They feared expressing their faith outwardly and sharing the story of Jesus with those around them. They found security in keeping their faith to themselves. Yet they believed Jesus loved them and loved the people that were around them. Now Peter understood how they felt. If you remember, he himself had denied knowing Jesus when Jesus was crucified. He knew what it was like to love Jesus and believe Jesus was the way of salvation and yet want to hide. But after Peter's encounter with the risen Lord, he was able to freely share his faith and encourage others in their faith. Peter began his letter by declaring the foundation of our faith and what it offers, writing, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By His great mercy, He has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, the Christian faith is different from any other religion. It is not about performing acts to to get something in return. It's not about prosperity, success, and fertility, which much of idol worship places its hope in. It's not about manipulating God to fulfill what we want in life and from life. It's not any of these things. But what our faith is, is life. Life in relationship with God who pursues us with a reckless, abandoned kind of love. Without God's loving pursuit of us, we would never know God exists and desires a real relationship with us. Now, John Wesley described this pursuit of love as God's provenient grace. It is the outpouring of love that woos us, that that gets our attention, that invites us in. It is God who mercifully knows our story leads to death without the intervention of grace. So in response, God the Father extends sufficient grace through Jesus Christ to give us life that has no end in Him. The risen Jesus gives us joy through a new birth into a living hope. You see, in Christ our story doesn't end to death, so our hope is in life. It is a living hope. Now notice that our story of a living hope begins with a new birth, which means we must grow into our full potential of life abundant in Christ. The life that we live now, it is a a process of maturing in our faith. It's a nurturing of our relationship with Jesus. And this process is something that we, that we do together through the ministries of the church. Paul, maybe you've heard of him, he wrote the, the church in Ephesus explaining, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for the works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach in unity in the faith and then the knowledge of the Son of God. Now hear this. And become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And he goes on, he says, Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, he says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him, the whole body, joined together and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself, again, listen to this, up in love, as each part does its work. Friends, regardless of our age now, nor the age which we I had first received Jesus as Lord and Savior, we always have room to grow and mature to reach the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We can't just sit around and allow ourselves to plateau in our faith journey. We must continue to grow in our capacity to love. Aside from the, this living hope through our risen Lord Jesus, That God has given us something else. And Peter confirmed, saying, By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. In Christ, we have a new identity. We are beloved children of God, brothers and sisters of Christ. Paul also claimed in his letter to the Romans this, Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Now I confess, I can't really grasp what sharing in Jesus' glory might be. When I think about being completely in the presence of our triune God, uninhibited by any barriers, including my own brokenness, I can't help but to experience joy within my heart. The reason Jesus makes this possible for us, not not just possible, it is given to us. The risen Jesus gives us joy through a new birth into a sure inheritance. It is not just any inheritance based on Peter's description. It is an inheritance that can't be destroyed. It can't be taken away from us. It is secure in heaven. It is an inheritance that can't be corrupted. It is pure. It is flawless and it is an inheritance that won't decay or diminish. It is truly a glorious inheritance. Can you just let the joy sink in? Let it sink in. Even though we have been given a sure inheritance, God knows it is hard for us. How hard for us to wait to to receive it. And again in God's mercy, while we wait, Peter assures uh, believers, that we are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. See, our inheritance is eternal life with Jesus in the fullness of God's presence. Our salvation is in Jesus who saves us from our sin and delivers us from death to be reconciled with God it is through god's justifying grace and christ's work on the cross that we receive by faith an eternally sustained life through the power of the holy spirit nothing can remove this power from us other than not having faith our faith in the risen jesus gives us joy through the sustaining power of the holy spirit we have to appreciate what God freely gives us through our faith in Jesus. It is in our appreciation that our hearts experience the joy in Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit. It guides us. It encourages us. Yes, convicts us. Transforms our hearts and our minds into likeness. And protects us from anyone or anything that tries to sway us from receiving our inheritance that awaits us. Friends, there is joy in the hope that we have. If you are having a hard time experiencing this joy, then take some time and review your faith journey. Think about the blessings in your life, even the little things. Consider those unexplained provisions that came at the right time. I think you will be surprised by what all you come up with. And then give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord for walking with you through the life that is filled with blessings among the challenges. Also, give thanks for Jesus. Jesus' life, his death, his resurrection. This is the source of our joy. Peter encourages, in this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, That though perishable as tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Now, gold, which is precious in the eyes of the world, is purified by using a fire to burn off the lesser metals and impurities. Without the purifying process, gold, well, it isn't as brilliant depending on the amount of impurity, one might not even recognize it as gold. Well, this is true of our faith as well. Our faith could be unrecognizable to others if we are always overwhelmed by the various trials that we experience in life. However, if our faith is genuine, as it is written, meaning our faith has moved beyond our minds and into our hearts, and in fact into the depths of our beings, then we will be able to express our joy and hope even in the trials. The risen Jesus gives us joy through knowing that there will be an end to all suffering. A genuine faith that is alive in Christ is not only recognizable, friends, it is contagious. People notice and want to understand the hope that we have. So many people have bought into this thought of the the power of positive thinking. But that is short-lived at best. Faith in Jesus Christ is forever. And provides us so much more. We should be tapping into the power. The power of faithful prayer and the centering of our thoughts on Jesus and opening our hearts and our lives to the power of the Holy Spirit. Vic mentioned King David when he was talking to the children. King David experienced so many trials and challenges in his life which only God could carry him through. He wrote out his prayers. And we have access to some of them in the psalms that is in our Bibles. David's faith was genuine. Where he acknowledged the trials but rested in the joy and hope. Here's an example from Psalm 42. Just like a deer that craves streams of water. My whole being craves you God. My whole being thirsts for God, for the living God. When will I come and see God's face? My tears have been my food both day and night as people constantly question me, Where's your God now? But I remember these things, I bear my soul. How I made my way to the mighty one's abode, to God's own house with joyous shouts and thanksgiving songs. A huge crowd celebrating the festival. Why, I ask myself, are you so depressed? Why are you so upset inside? Then he says, Hope in God, because I will again give him thanks. My saving presence in my God. Let's allow the hope we have in Jesus to give us life and a perspective. Grounded in joy and hope rather than allowing the challenges of life to define our outlook. You see, the outcome of our faith in Jesus Christ is already ours. This is our joy and hope. The risen Jesus gives us life and joy through a new birth to a living hope and a sure inheritance. We experience joy through our faith which is sustained by the same power which raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And our joy is uh, is recognizable in our trials, knowing that our suffering is only for a time. We have joy in hope, and our joy will be complete when the risen Jesus ushers in the new age. But until then, may the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ Rise up in us as a witness to our faith. Amen. Please rise as we sing together. Ask ye what great thing I know. is alive, alive in us and alive around us. Go in peace knowing that you have this power within you that you can share and witness to your faith. Go so in peace in the, name the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um.